And I remember one time we got into probably one of the worst fights of our relationship and I ended up leaving. Hi! Hi everybody, I'm Eden. And I'm Jay. And welcome to Eden X Jay Unfiltered, the podcast where we have created a safe and sexy space to have unfiltered conversations. We might be the same sex, but we have very, very, very different opinions. Yeah. Hey. And we're back. And we're on time, y'all. Yes, we are. This is the year a Gemini can change her stripes. I don't know if that's a thing. I'm going to make it a thing. <laughs> but Jay was saying I could not be on time, but this year is my year. Can I just tell you, I really didn't think this episode was going to go out on Sunday because we're in Palm Springs. Oh my God, yes. Hanging out <laughs> with our friend for his birthday. And we totally slipped our mind that we were supposed to shoot this thing and let it go live every Sunday. I literally thought today was Friday. I thought today was Friday and I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to record it tomorrow and then I have one more day to edit and it'll be fine. And then you look at me dead ass in the face and you're like, today is Saturday. The podcast is supposed to go live tomorrow morning. And I'm like, okay, we're bringing it on the road with us. I'm going to commend you for actually doing it though. I committed to it, right? Because I feel like I would have been like, you know what? You did. You're like, you know, it's okay. You can go out next week. And I'm like, no, it's not. I'm on, I'm on time. <laughs> if I had the little clap... I know Clap sound <laughs> the little cheers. You deserve the, all the cheers right now. So yeah, I, I made a miracle happen. If I'm able to get this out in the next few hours and scheduled for you <laughs> tomorrow morning, but you know what? This really made me think. I needed the practice because we are about to go on the road, yep. and that means this podcast is going to have to go on the road with us. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to do it in San Francisco and Texas. Yeah, I've never recorded in a car before, but that'll be a new thing to add to my resume. I think this is a good practice. <laughs> it, It'll be kind of fun. But before we start, please make sure to give this podcast five stars. We're on Spotify, Apple, everything that plays podcasts. And yeah. leave us a message or a comment. Let us know how we're doing. We love hearing your messages. They are so freaking sweet. Every now and then when you need to pick me up, we'll go back to your comments because they're so kind and we love them so much. And if you haven't yet, go follow Eden XJ on everything social media. And go follow Preciosa and I, our other baby, before our baby gets here. <laughs> <laughs> How many babies we got? Uh, right now, it's just Preciosa and I. <laughs> and then the seven embryos that we have. <laughs> but in Preciosa Night News, oh my God, we are about to literally go on tour starting next week. Are you ready? I'm as ready as I will be. Oh, that, that sounded rough. <laughs> no, are I you mean, ready? I, I need ready. some more hype. I need you know some more hype. <laughs> All of you know, I'm I'm starting my DJ journey because I really want to do it while I'm pregnant. And so I think I'm just, I'm deep in it now. And I have so much like respect for DJs, knowing all the things that they have to do and practicing at home. And I just, I commend all the DJs, honestly. It's harder than it looks, y'all. Oh my God. But I am so excited to see you pregnant while DJing. Can you guys That's imagine how freaking cool is that going to be? Like you on stage, bam, 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 ah, crowd goes wild. And then you're like wearing, I'm assuming a crop top or like oh, hell yeah. skimpy and then like two I buns. I the skimpiest pregnant DJ you've ever seen in your life. Okay. So everybody needs to know. I mean, this is the biggest dilemma right now. What is your DJ name? I don't have one. <laughs> I am DJ unknown right now. DJ unknown. You are DJ identity crisis. Yes. Right <laughs> I see. I see. DJ, I see. <laughs> I think DJ crisis. ice is already taken. Dang it. 
that's also the struggle you can't take a name that's already been taken token taken whatever but is there anything like you're vibing with you're leaning towards or we're gonna sleep on it a couple more weeks i'm gonna sleep on it there's been a, a couple of recommendations and i'm feeling a couple of them out okay okay gotta test drive them like a car i gotta you know almost said new, new car <laughs> almost said used car oh i think God. i'll be ready though my goal was to be ready by march I think I could still maybe do like a 30 minute set for my birthday. Oh, you think so? Maybe. You know, I'm practicing. I'm giving it all I got. It's it's um, training wheels right now. But yeah. uh, I've got great mentors like Gracie D and Killed by Synth, who if you don't follow, please follow because they're incredible DJs. And I feel like I got it. Well, I just I just need to practice. It's so funny because we're actually staying at Gracie D and Tiki's house. And the first thing they did was pull out the controller. <laughs> They're like, it's practice. It's boot camp time. Like, let's go. That's a real one, though. <laughs> yeah. I love friends that, you know, motivate you and, and push you and inspire you to achieve your dreams and go big or go home. And I'm really proud of the circle that we've created with them. I mean, these are things, these are friends that you see in the movies or you like wish were real. And it's really cool that we're able to make that happen. Same. I'm really proud of our little group and our friends. And I think it's going to be a blast going going to Texas, going to San Francisco. So if you're in San Francisco and you're in Texas, grab your tickets. They're live. It's going to be a vibe. We have Selena impersonators for both stops. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so yep. cool. I love Selena so much. It's, oh, I can't wait. And we've got special surprises. We do because it's Valentine's mm -hmm. weekend and you have this crazy idea, but I'm for it. I'm all about your crazy ideas. I just have to figure out how to execute said crazy ideas. And I don't think it's that crazy. I think everybody that follows us wants to find their person. And yeah. I think that having a love connection moment where we can do a. like a talk show host type of vibe and have someone that's single and looking meet three contestants that are also single and looking. Do you have a love connection talk show voice you can demonstrate for us? Oh, yes, I do, Eden. Why does it get lower? I don't know. It's <laughs> it's how I envision it. <laughs> Welcome to Preciosa Love Connection. To your right, we have contestant number one. She loves would... long walks on the beach. <laughs> why do you sound like that? <laughs> you asked me to put on my... They gotta be, like, fun and inviting. Oh, is that not fun and inviting? <laughs> no, it sounds like... Like a teacher that's, like, trying to explain to you <laughs> today's lesson you is. You can't <laughs> criticize my talk show voice. True, true, true. Like I, that is... I support. I'm when I will be right there. <laughs> I'll be there in the crowd. <laughs> but if you're single and you're looking to find someone, please um, DM us because I really want to make Love Connection happen at Preciosita and in Texas and San Francisco. Let's make Love Connection happen. And also LA, obviously, yeah. Preciosita. Preciosita. And I, it just feels like it'll be so fun to help people find their match and for people were asking, actually, what were we doing for Valentine's Day and our Valentine's Day plans? We're doing a singles only mm -hmm. mixer and a workshop. There's a cafe called Fangirl in West Hollywood, and it's the only queer Latina owned cafe. And we've teamed up with them to do um, a singles mixer and speed dating version. Yes, of, uh, a yeah. speed dating version with a workshop twist. So if you're not going to find love that night, at least you'll find love with yourself because <laughs> you'll be going away with some tools from our toolbox, from what we've learned over the course of our relationship and our marriage that, you know, helped us get to where we are. And again, if you don't find love in a stranger, you will find love within yourself. Or at the very least, friends. At the very least, friends. And uh, what I love about these mixers is that everybody is always so friendly and like open and 
we still have seen people who have came to the singles mixers that are either booed up or are still really good friends. True. So let's just keep this thing going. If it's not broke, don't fix it. And like, let's just keep it happening. And I love spending Valentine's Day with you. And I think it's really cool to spend this one with our community to also give back and help them find their person. And sometimes it's just, you know, it's it's not like there's a lot of people talking about healthy relationships and dating. Like, mm-hmm. And it's really awesome that there are people out there that are looking for the same things that, you know, that we are looking for and that our followers are looking for. So let's bring them all into a room, IRL, and see what happens. I love that idea. <laughs> I was also thinking we were going to be on the road starting in February. And I was thinking what, like, we're going to be so exhausted from being on the road that Valentine's is around the corner and I definitely want to do something special. So oh, do you have something I've up been your brainstorming. Sleeve? I'm not telling you, what? but I've been brainstorming. You know, I hate surprises. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm doing it. But you know, I hate surprises. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Gemini who hates surprises. I need to know everything. (laughs) Can I get a hint? Mm. Can I buy a vowel? Can I put it on my credit card? No, you cannot. (laughs) You'll have to wait and see. Damn it. Oh, babe. You didn't didn't have to. Okay, I'll... Be patient. I will try to be patient. Thank you. I was Thank just going to say that's the one thing patient Gemini's need more than ever. So today's episode is going to be about toxic traits. And it was actually sent in from Instagram and Instagram stories every Thursday. If you are not tuned in to our stories, you need to head over there because we open up the chat and we mm-hmm. ask you, what type of relationship advice do you want from us? And it's just our one day a week, this is our time where we get to connect with you and give you advice um, as, you know, quickly and bite-sized as possible because we only get 60 seconds. But some of these questions are so deep that they have to be brought to the podcast. So here we are. And, and today's topic is toxic traits. Toxic traits. The ABCs of toxic traits. Y'all always want to know what we were, what was our toxicity? Y'all always want to know about our toxic times. I just don't <laughs> think they know, like, I don't think many people can envision us being toxic because we've come such a long way. We have came a long and way. We dragged ourselves this far. <laughs> literally. And I'm the first one to admit, like, I was the most toxic person ever before this relationship Ooh. well the first question is what was your toxic trait before we met do we have enough time <laughs> maybe <laughs> not exactly more than one god damn roll out the scroll baby I mean, we're being honest she just dropped an encyclopedia on the table right now <laughs> <laughs> let me start hey no um no i had a lot actually i think one of the biggest toxic traits with a lot of my exes was I tended to bend the truth a lot when it came to... Why did you say bend the truth? Just say I was a liar. (laughs) (laughs) See what I mean? Baby, we're supposed to be better. I am being better. Why are you lying about lying? I'm being polite to my older self. (laughs) Or my younger self. This is why we have different opinions. I'm like, call a spade a spade. I bent the truth. You lied. Yes. You were a liar. I... I am. I used to lie, but about dumb shit. Like I would die. I would lie about like really dumb shit. Like if if it was bad news or like something that I know my ex wouldn't have wanted to hear, <laughs> then I would just lie about it and then just get in trouble for it later. Even like worse than what it would have been <laughs> if I just like told the truth. Yeah, exactly. So now you're double in trouble. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was a big one. Wow. Like little lies. Little lies. Mm-hmm. White lies. <laughs> Made no sense. 
Um, oh my gosh, what was... Like if they cooked meat, like for example. Well, yeah, give us an example. Yeah, I'll give you an example. What does that look like? I had an ex who used to want to cook for me all the time, but their cooking was not good. But then I would always lie about the cooking being good. And then when we had a fight one time, I like, it actually slipped out. And she was upset that I had lied about her cooking the whole time, like the whole relationship. You did accidentally slip out or were you fighting? And I you're like, I never liked yeah, your cooking. So I know you so well. Why are you lying now? <laughs> Why are you bending the truth right now? <laughs> this is unfiltered. <laughs> what? It's okay. It's okay. It's so funny because I know you. I know you. I was like, I bet you slipped out during a fight. I never even liked your food. <laughs> it wasn't that that harsh. I know. I, I can't even imagine you being that harsh. <laughs> But I mean, true, like you did, you don't, you didn't need to lie about those things. But I can yeah. see how, like, when you add up all the little lies, like throughout the whole relationship, yeah, a lot. you're living in a relationship you don't feel like you can be honest mm-hmm. in. And that creates a lot of toxicity between or resentment yeah. because there were a lot of friends that my ex had that I did not like. Mm-hmm. Like, she had so many horrible friends, and we would have to hang out with them all the time. And I'd have to show face, you know, Ew. and pretend I liked them. And like, that was also. Like lying about liking someone and yeah. like having to pretend was huge. Yeah, faking it till I know. No, I didn't make it. <laughs> I know I couldn't finish the sentence. <laughs> faking it until the end, I guess. Literally. Damn. I think that was a big toxic trait. Also, I was really big on like walking away if we got into an argument and mm. it just wasn't going in the right direction. I'm I used to be really quick at like just shutting down yeah and removing like just leaving like just piecing out without even resort like having some sort of resortment resentment Res- no without having some sort of resolve resolve resolution yeah. yes yes also another toxic trait is i would be quick to shut down and walk out on my person yeah but your your style is like avoidant correct uh-huh but it was just to a, a toxic degree where Correct. there was no like balance like, or understanding. Yeah, it was like zero to 100 in oh, that yeah. sense. So fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could imagine how that would be. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a good thing to always, you know, reflect back sometimes on how far you've come. Um, because you're out, I haven't seen that version of you. So it's like crazy when you tell me these stories of how you used to be. I'm, like, I'm so, I have to... I understand that we had a past, but I'm just like, whoa, I don't know that person. (laughs) I know. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. You've come so far. And I don't know. I feel like when you're toxic or when you grow up in a toxic environment, that's all you know, you know, because like my mom was the same way in the sense that she would shut down or she wouldn't communicate and she would react a lot of the times. And I feel like that was kind of what I had as well. Yeah. Instilled in myself. So... It's just interesting to like think back and reflect on that part of my life and like knowing and being who I am now is so different. It's like day and night. Well, a big, you know, one of the biggest sayings is you are a product of your environment sometimes. And that's, I think, has a lot of truth behind it as well. I mean, if you think about it, when you're talked to, when you're treated and your parents had you grow up in this type of dynamic, it's only makes sense that you repeat history because this is all you've ever known. I can relate a lot to being avoidant and shutting down, which is wild because 
I'm the type of person in this relationship now that really wants to communicate and work it out mm-hmm. and work through it. But old, <laughs> old Eden and old me, I think one of my biggest toxic traits was I would never take my partner's um, like, I would never listen to them. I would never, they would try to tell me what to do. And I would do the opposite just because they said that. But like what examples of them telling you what to do? I'm curious. Um, I think an example would be, (laughs) they would be like, well, I don't want you to go out with your friends. So after work, like with Izzy or with my like coworkers at the bar, we would like work a really long shift and then we would go to another bar after. Mm -hmm. And like one of my exes would hate that I would do that. They're like, well, I don't like that you go out to the bar and hang out with your friends. Um, I'm the type of person that, you know, never went out and never really got to party. And the person who I was dating was older. And so they already had this experience Mm. and I didn't. And so I was in this like really stubbornness mindset where I I don't care. I'm just going to do it anyways. And that was always my mentality to a fault. Like I never did anything I didn't want to do. And I wouldn't take my partner's thoughts into consideration. Like if I didn't want to do something, I would just say it once and I would never repeat myself. I'm like, nope, I'm going to do it this way. And that is what it is. Like you just have to deal. Stubborn. Very stubborn. But for me, I don't know. Like I never, I think relationships were so hard for me to really grasp that they were personal. I don't know why. I just really saw them as like a good time. No, it, it it never felt deep or a good time, not a long time. <laughs> a good time, not a long time. It didn't feel serious. Like I never saw myself getting married. I never saw myself having kids. I never saw getting a house. I never saw these like big picture ticket items. And I think the key for me of knowing if I'm going to be around for a long time is I can get comfortable. If I like decorate or if I feel like I'm going to be here for a long time, then I really like if I envision a future with somebody, then that makes sense. Like I feel like they're going to be around. But I never saw a big future with any of my ex-partners. So I I kind of just dismissed them, treated it like, well, it doesn't really matter because it's not going to be forever, you know, and I should have just did the right thing, which was end the relationship if I knew it wasn't the one or if it wasn't right. I think that's another toxic trait, though. I think there were many relationships that I was in longer than the expiration date. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is a toxic trait because I had abandonment issues, like big time abandonment issues. Yeah. And I never wanted to feel lonely outside of my terms, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So like it was cool for me to break up with them. But if there was like an inkling of like them Aww. wanting to then I would hold on even harder whoa yeah that's toxic. I mean that's real yeah it's real though that really happens uh there's just something about the power dynamic right when you hold the power it makes sense when somebody else holds the power over you correct you do anything to like maintain power and that uh, power dynamics are entirely toxic in relationships too if you don't find a balance mm-hmm. um because you don't want to hold that over somebody's head and hold somebody captive because then it just, I don't know. It's like captive a, figuratively, uh, captive figuratively. <laughs> I didn't kidnap anybody. <laughs> but when it, it, when the relationship was supposed to expire a yeah, while for ago, sure, for sure, for sure. It, it does, it does do some damage for sure. And I think we get that comment in question a lot. Like I'm struggling leaving this person. Yeah. Give me some advice. And our advice is always leave. Leave that person because if you can leave on good terms, that's great. 
But if you stay beyond the expiration date, the, t- the more time that goes by, the likeliness that you guys will be able to like salvage Patch anything at the end of it all. It's true. It, it can get pretty damaging, not only for that person, but for yourself too. Because when you're that unhappy in a relationship and you don't want to be with this person and you're just staying for X, Y, and Z, that you can only keep up with it for so long. Yeah. It's going to weigh down on you. It's going to you know, run its toll and you don't want to bring all that into your next setting in life or to work or to invite like friendships or other, you know, dynamics as well. No, I agree. I mean, again, this list can go on and on and on and on. (laughs) Well, the second question was actually, what were your struggles with unlearning these toxic traits? Oh man. First step is acknowledging it. (laughs) Literally like toxicity should be treated like an addiction in a way. Where like the first step is acknowledgement and knowing that you are the toxic person. And the second step is like taking steps to unlearn that, which isn't easy. Even now, I think we're going on almost five years of being together. And this is the most healthiest relationship I've ever been in. But even now, five years in, I struggle sometimes with certain situations where it would be a lot easier to just be toxic versus like fixing the problem that we may have in this relationship. And I think a lot of people don't acknowledge that it is a struggle mm-hmm. even for someone like me who wants to be better is smart enough to know that they want to do better I still struggle I still struggle yeah with like toxic traits with like childhood trauma because all of that blends too I think a lot of the toxicity also stems from childhood trauma not all of it but I think a good amount does you know what the hardest part uh, I think is is like when you're trying to be healthy when you're actively trying to be better and you slip up I think that is the biggest struggle because some of these toxic traits are so natural right Mm -hmm. it's so natural to be triggered and have this response it's so natural to like sometimes like shut down or pull away or, you know, go zero to 100 so quickly, but you don't want to be that person. Yeah. That is, I think the biggest struggle is when you, you are actively trying to be better and you, you slip up, but it's giving yourself grace and patience. I think the biggest thing that had helped and me at least try to understand how to not be this toxic person is to slow down. I realized that a lot of my responses to being either like stubborn or triggering or, you know, um, like confrontational is because I was always so quick. I was just like waiting to hear a response to have a rebuttal response or I would like keep receipts all the time. I would bring stuff up from the past into the conversation now Mm. because I felt like it's just I needed to always bring up something to like be on guard about, but to slow down and like learn to let things go and to not have so much um, anxiousness because I know your style is avoidant. I have anxiety and I get really anxious sometimes is just to. And both of those mixing is not good. It's not fun. Uh, It's not fun. But when you know what you're, you're working with, then you can like better yourself to have tools to understand your partner. You know, when you are being avoidant and when I am being anxious, I, I notice that my anxiousness comes from like when I'm stressed out or when I, I'm frustrated or when I when, or when you feel some sort of abandonment for sure or when I feel abandonment or when I'm fixated on a project I, like those are my biggest like trigger settings and being a better person and trying not to react so quickly and slow down. Mm-hmm. I think I cause chaos in my own life 
that doesn't need to be there because I'm so I was so used to chaos and I don't want that anymore. Trust me, like I don't want it. When I cause my own chaos, I get so mad at myself. <laughs> like you're better than that. I'm better than this. Like I've come so far, but then also remembering like, yo, like I've come so far. Just put your tail between your legs and apologize. Do better. Like, don't do this again. You don't want to be here. You don't want to be in an argument. Like, this is for nothing. I'm not mad at this. I'm just mad at the fact that I can't fit, like figure out this problem or I can't do this thing. Like, or I'm stressing about X, Y, and Z. Like, it's never, it's, there's always a root to each issue and each problem. But getting better at learning how I respond to certain things and being better for my partner is honestly my biggest motivation to keep trying. Like, the point is to keep going and to keep, you know, if you get it right eight out of 10 times, that is eight more than I ever had in my life. True. And so I'm trying to get to 10 um, and I will get to 10 and I know I'm capable of getting to 10. It's just like getting there. Yeah, I think you hit the nail in the coffin, just having grace with the whole process because it's not easy and knowing that you're human and you're going to make mistakes. So if you are trying to unlearn toxic traits, it's it's going to be a bumpy ride because you're unlearning like patterns and you're unlearning what you've always known to be the right thing to do. Hence the like, Mm -hmm. not the right thing, but the right thing in your mind. And you're trying to create new patterns and and stray away. So it's going to take some time. And if you make mistakes, that's normal. It's totally normal to stumble. Yeah. And learning your attachment styles. I think that'll really like there is a whole mechanics and psychology behind why people do what they do. Once you learn where everything is coming from and who you are as a person, it's kind of like your birth chart, right? We all care. You're a Gemini, you're a Pisces. You're If you can care enough to freaking look all that shit up and memorize all of those <laughs> traits and understand how your bestie works and how they can do X, Y, and Z because they're a Libra with this sun rising and that moon and blah, blah, blah. You can look up your own attachment styles. You can look up your own communication styles. You can look up your own damn love languages. You should care about that just as much as you care about your your horoscope. Mic drop. The Gemini just came in into the building. <laughs> well, we, we spend so much time fixating on the wrong things it's not the fact that you're a libra it's the fact that you need to go to therapy like it's it's those things it's not because i'm a gemini yes i happen to be a gemini that has some gemini qualities but i also know that my actual terminology for the things i need to work on is that i have anxious like attachment styles i have abandonment issues mm-hmm. i am you know i communicate and my love languages are these things like the science like psych the psychology behind it all are these things and it's not just because i am a gemini However, some of these Gemini things sometimes low-key look true. But doing the homework, <laughs> doing the homework to learn the actual mechanics of what makes me me is a lot easier to now build a map to be better. Correct. And the same thing goes for you too. Like both of us have to put in the work. And Jay will say it too. Like, man, I'm being avoided. I'm shutting down. Like I'm doing. I literally can feel it. <laughs> like, I'm doing what I've always done before. And and she'll tell me like, I'm trying. Like I really am trying and I'm trying to be here and I'm trying to have this conversation with you and I'm trying not to shut down. And just like having the patience to work through it with her. Beginning of our relationship, we struggled with that a lot. The abandonment issue because I was so quick to, like I said be earlier, avoidant, yeah. be avoidant and just leave the conversation and just leave the house altogether. And I remember one time we got into probably one of the worst fights of our relationship and I ended up leaving. Mm-hmm. And that was like a whole thing, you know, yeah. where you felt super abandoned. And I just did what I always did, which was leave when the con- when the argument got way out of hand or like I'm just 
I'm I'm triggered so much that I can't continue. So I'm just going to like leave because that that was always my style. And it wasn't until we had a full conversation about how that made you feel that I yeah. learned that you do have abandonment issues and you do have attachment issues. And like there's a lot. Uh, I know what fight you're talking about. Yeah, too. exactly. And it's, and it's so hard because it, I think for the majority of our relationship, you you would leave the conversation, but you never left mm-hmm. the home. And that was the first, I think, and only time ever yeah. in our relationship you you left like you actually like left the house in the middle of the night and I had no idea like if you were ever going to come back or what right. was going to happen and I think that's that's the, the spiraling that happens when an avoidant person like abandons a person who's anxious with abandonment issues right. it causes this huge spiral and you had no idea what you were doing to me. And then I had no idea what I was doing to Correct. you when I was trying to press you to have this conversation that you wanted, you know, no part I just in. wasn't ready, like emotionally, mm-hmm. you know. And and from that mistake, from that like whole situation, we learned that like, A, I can't leave the space without, like I need to be respectful of your feelings, mm-hmm. but also you need to be respectful of my boundaries yeah. of not like shutting down or not being mm-hmm. able to talk about that, whatever the topic is that's triggering me right then and there. Yeah. So you're allowing, you're allowing me time mm-hmm. to reset and I'm reassuring you that I am not leaving you. The The most important key from what we learned from that experience is that when you do leave, you give a time. Right. And you say, we're going to put I'm a like, pin in it. I need an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I need two hours. I need till tomorrow. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, you know, I need till tomorrow morning. Yeah. I need to process. And I respect the time. But for somebody who is anxious, it feels so much, it, lo- it lowers the anxiety Correct. having a time and knowing that we're going to come back to this conversation and that you actually want to proceed and finish this conversation as well. Exactly. Okay, so those were really great tips. I feel like that helped us navigate through our toxicity. And one of the last questions was, what was the thing that made you want to end your toxicity? What was the thing that made you want to change? I think this relationship made me want to change. Like immediately I knew that I wanted to be better, not just for you, but for me. And when when I think about the future, I think about like kids, right? Yeah. And I think about my mom's toxic traits and how Mm -hmm. horrible it was growing up in that environment and knowing that I could change that Mm -hmm. if I just tried really hard to unlearn all the toxicity then it wouldn't be their their world Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that helped a lot just realizing that you could you can be the change you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like you don't have to stay in the toxic environment you don't have to be a carbon copy of your parents yeah you can be better right you can break the cycle so I think that that had a lot to do with it and then just you like finding love my life and trying to just be a better partner overall I I mean what about for you nail on the head I for for this relationship I think the it was for me when I realized this wasn't temporary like this was somewhere I wanted to be and I knew I had to change if I was going to make this relationship work I had to change I it wasn't that I needed to change my partner because I thought that was the solution I was like oh it's not working I just need to change the partner and I was like, oh, no, this it's not working. I, I need to change myself. Like, I need to be better. And I need to start actively being the partner that my person deserves and that I deserve to be because there's a lot of things that I needed to work on and heal through. And I, I deserve to. And it was that. I, I, 
I never knew what it felt like to have a home because I would always, you know, move around so much and I found home in you and I wanted to stay. And I knew I needed to do whatever it was possible to build a home with you. And that meant making some serious changes. And, you know, that meant myself. not being a stubborn Gemini. 24 seven. <laughs> some days I like push your buttons, <laughs> but you know what? It, it takes change, right? And just like this podcast, you know, it's like, sticking to it you know yeah. even when it's hard even when it's inconvenient even when you're in palm springs you, trying to hang out with your friends and i'm trying to dj but we got responsibilities but you know you can change and i can change and i can do better and i can be on time i'm so proud of you thank you see you know eight out of ten times i'm almost at 10 for 10 <laughs> and i feel like to close out this podcast so we can go have fun with our friends um let's just pull one of these cards from our relationship and deck and see what we got what do you got what is my question okay how has your parents relationship influenced our relation wait how has oh go ahead yeah this is a question Mouthful. for you how has your parents relationship influenced our relationship oh a lot honestly Whew. i think my and i was just raised with my mom single mom um but i think that my mom's relationship with partners because unfortunately i grew up in a house where like men were revolving doors Ooh. and so for me it was just knowing that i didn't want to be treated the way that she was treated and i didn't want the quality of people that she brought around to be my future and i think that for the longest like in my 20s I was very reckless in the way that I didn't want to attach myself with anyone. Like, yes, I did a whole lot and I had a bunch of exes and like PSA, sorry for all the people that I like hurt along the way because I know there was a lot of damage that was done <laughs> Yeah, on my end in a lot of these relationships. But I had an like an attachment, like a detachment, mm -hmm. um, a detachment style, if that makes sense. Like mm -hmm. I would only get so far with certain relationships and then I'd be like done like I discard discard them mm -hmm. because I didn't want to be my mom in the sense that she was always like attaching herself to like certain oh, people okay and then it wasn't until I met you that I was like I don't want any of that so it was like just relearning and trying to let you in bring bring down that wall and just be a better partner what made me different a lot <laughs> what made you different yeah well a you were 45 minutes late to our first date which nobody had ever done god damn were all your ex hoes on time <laughs> <laughs> all of them shit not only were they on time they were early oh okay rub it in <laughs> just saying i mean some of this us is are, unfiltered some of us are worth the wait so obviously quality over quantity i guess so <laughs> and here we are five years later <laughs> i'm working on being on time i'm almost yeah. there <laughs> Think of me now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think what made you different was it was very, like, it just felt like an instant connection when I met you, even yeah. though you were late, like, it was easy to get over that. Aww. And not so much anymore. Not, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> stop it. But it, stop you know what? It. it was the connection, honestly. It was like yeah. an instant connection that I never really experienced with everyone, with anybody else. Mm -hmm. And I think we just, we vibed very well. And you were also dropped at Gorgeous. Mm. And we just had a lot of similarities that I felt like growing up and things 
like you're just growing up in general and like our our backgrounds were very similar um and so it just felt it felt like home very early on yeah and I can't explain it because I've never felt that with anybody else or it just it fits you know like even the first time that we hooked up it was just (laughs) I fit so perfectly in your arms and you became very perfectly very early on and oh god (laughs) (laughs) but yeah you know like it was it was easy yeah it was easy and I love that simple term it was easy yeah I I mean I love that thank you for sharing I didn't mean to put you on the spot with that well you did (laughs) I got one for you what do you love about our relationship what okay (laughs) where do I start open cyclopedia (laughs) there are so many things that I honestly love about our relationship um and they are still the things to the day that I loved from the beginning of our relationship. I love our connection, the one that you've been talking about. Like it was just instant from day one. Um, I love the way you've inspired me to change and to be better. And that was something that I never saw in another partner or even in myself. And I love that about us. I love that there's just unconditional support and motivation for each other. Uh, we are each other's like biggest fans. We are each other's hype person. We look out for each other. Um, there isn't a day that goes by where I don't make sure that you look cute and you don't make sure that I'm fed. And so <laughs> we are a complete team. Ying to my yang. And uh, I I love that about us. I feel like there's a lot of balance. And even when the world feels chaotic sometimes and we're hit with like all of these waves and all of these different challenges. And sometimes it feels like we can't catch a break. You are, you, you are my rock. And this is like the safest and healthiest and most secure I've ever felt in my life. And there's just like peace knowing that whatever it is, we're going to get through it together. Yeah. That's what makes this relationship work so well is that we both had toxic traits and are still working through some of these but we remember that the overall goal is to just Mm -hmm. fight hard for each other not against each other it's that it's it's i'm fighting i'm fighting to be in this relationship i'm not fighting to leave it correct and you know that's what makes their relationship so special is that we're both in it and there isn't any point in time where we wanted to leave it and so it's just a relationship worth fighting for and all the silly little things that happen throughout the day don't matter. Yeah. It's it's the bigger picture. And there isn't anywhere else I want to be in the world um, if it's not with you. I agree. So if you're a toxic person listening to this podcast. There is hope for you. There is a lot of hope. <laughs> just, I think, just being honest with yourself and working on unlearning those toxic traits and trying to be better and finding the root of why mm-hmm. you're toxic will definitely help your process. And you're already doing a smart thing, which is following non-toxic pages on social media. <laughs> That's always a good start because you want to surround yourself with the environment that you want, right? Uh, you are the people you're with and type of thing. And so if you want to surround yourself with things that motivate you and inspire you to be better, like those should be on your feet too. And no, we're happy to be there. And friends. Surround yourself with non-toxic friends. That part. I mean, we've, we've done a episode on the past with toxic friends. So if you had another chance to go listen to it, make sure you give it a 
some time and appreciation as well. And thank you guys so much, guys, gals, days, and gays, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast this week. We are happy to be out and on time. <laughs> yeah. And we'll catch you next Sunday. Next Sunday. Until then, we will see you on the tour. Bye. Bye. 